All right. We are here with Katie Fisher today. She is a stepmom who also has her own podcast and a lot of other cool stuff going on. And we think you guys will enjoy meeting her. Yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. It's I'm excited to be here. Of course, we are really excited to have you too. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be very fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest part. We were just talking before we started this about how fun it is to do this with other people and like find just different stuff. And I don't know, just make connections. It's cool. Yes, I, I agree. It's really fun when you can have conversations with people who have similar situations to yours. Yes. And you kind of find your tribe and we can all kind of yeah. support each other and learn from each other and it's always fun to just get to know it more people, at least yeah. in my op- opinion. <laughs> I agree. Ours I too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Katie, let's go ahead and get into our questions. Um, how did you meet your partner and how long have you been together? So I met him uh, through work. We worked together. Uh, let's see. We've been married 14 years. Oh, wow. uh, we met 15 years ago. And yeah, I was a parts driver and he was a counter guy. And it was like love at first sight in Aww. so many ways. I know it sounds so cheesy. It's and sweet. it is. <laughs> well, I'm here to make the cheesy noises. <laughs> Aww. Thank you. Well, you need those, right? When you have those kind of comments. But yeah. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. How long had he been separated or divorced from his um, previous partner? I think it was about two years. Okay. Um, they, they had, their situation was interesting. Um, they were bifurcated, so they were legally divorced, mm-hmm. so they weren't married anymore, but then they were still working out the custody situation and okay. and kind of the logistical side of things, but it had been two years where they had been going through that process. and That's a long time to go through it. Well, yes, and it didn't end there, so oh, it, was, oh. it was a pretty long process of yeah. court and different things like that, so... Okay, I'm going to diverge for just a second here because I had a student a couple of years ago who went through something similar. Yeah. And his parents took forever to get the court stuff. And he was like, I just want to know where I'm supposed to be, who I'm with, what I'm doing. How did you see that it impacted the kids? It was really, really tough on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were pretty, they're pretty resilient. I mean, as kids are, yeah. they didn't seem to be, Let's see. How do I phrase that? It's not that they didn't seem to be bothered. They were pretty, they wanted more time with dad and they ended up uh-huh. getting time with dad. But when I, when I came along, it was almost at the tail end of things, I think of, okay. of that sort of initial ending. Okay. I'm making, I'm being super vague and I'm like, you're fine. I need more details <laughs> in my brain. So, so when I came along, they had been working things out, you know, trying to figure all that stuff out for about two years. And then, uh, we, we got into an agreement, but she never signed the final papers for joint custody. Cause in the beginning she had, she had where she had them most of the time he had them one night a week and every other weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we ended up getting joint and gosh, that must've been a couple of years after into our marriage, I think too, okay. where that ended up happening. So, I mean, it, it's a long process, but, yeah. um, and the kids, the kids were pretty good about that. I didn't like the, that situation where it was, when it was joint because they would spend three days with mom, three days, four days with that and, and vice versa. Yeah. And that's, so, that custody situation is so hard because yeah. there really isn't, really hard. there really isn't a home base in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that and other things, we ended up taking her back to court. Cause again, she hadn't fine, you know, finalized and she was 
I think she was trying to get some other things and didn't finalize that. So we ended up taking her back and we got custody of the kids. Oh, nice. Um, that was, I'm trying to think of the timeline because it's all kind of. I know when it gets this long out, you're like, I don't remember exactly <laughs> I, when that happened. I don't. And, and I try to like forget the kind of negative <laughs> stuff too. I'm like, yeah. let's That's just fair. put that away. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but, and especially because, you know, my oldest stepson is 23, almost 23. Sorry. He'll be 23 in November. And then 19 is the other one. And so there I'm, I'm on the like way tail end mm-hmm. of this. So it's, it's trying to remember it, but it was before my eight-year-old son. It was maybe one or two years before I got pregnant with him that we ended up getting custody of them. Okay. So okay. nine years ago. Okay. And, and that makes sense. And then my 19-year-old stepdaughter decided two years ago that she wanted to live with her mom and we went back to court for that. It was, so uh-huh. again, this is a long yeah. years of process that I'm like, I'm so glad that you're adults. Like, I thank bet. you, oh, goodness. thank you for being adults, <laughs> and they're fabulous. But it was it was stressful and yes, expensive and yeah, frustrating and all kinds of things. So yeah. that's all the good stuff that family court is. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard, and you're trying to do what's best for the kids, uh-huh. and that is so different from person to person. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. From kid to kid mm-hmm. and forever. It's really hard. Exactly. So you have two stepchildren mm-hmm. and at least one biological child. I have three. You have three. Yeah. Awesome. So, so the oldest, my oldest stepson's 22, 19, then 13, eight and three. Okay. So okay. you have a big range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of fun though. You get to, and it's like, it's yeah. never ending. It's like every time you think you're done, one more pops out. And, you know, that's kind of how it was for us. But, yeah. My poor husband, he's like, I'm old. I'm like, yeah, you kind of so are. Funny. <laughs> you kinda are old, but it's okay. It's like, oh, grandma, dad, it's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, you could, well, when you were, when I was my oldest son's age, I was raising you, you know, it's like. It's wild, huh? Yeah. 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 Kind of blurs together a little bit. <laughs> uh, yes. So you guys have done the court thing. Yes. Like three plus times now. It sounds like. Yeah, I was I was there for only one of the times. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really involved in the other two times. Just okay. More. Oh, I mean, I was involved, but I didn't show up to the court. Okay. okay. Um, I didn't feel like it was pertinent the other two times. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that is also definitely a case by case thing, you know, like yes. every case is so different. Every court is so different. Yes. <laughs> every judge, every commissioner, just kind of dependent on your situation. So yeah. Um, all right. So how old were your stepkids when you first came into their lives? When I first came along, we weren't married yet, but um, they were four and seven. Okay. That's when I first met them. When did you consider yourself a step parent? Was it then? Was it after you started dating seriously or was it after you got married? We pretty much, it was immediate serious relationship. Okay. And so it was basically immediately. Pretty quick. Yeah. That makes sense. There wasn't a time where it was, um, you know, just a, I'm dating you sort of thing. It, um, it was always like, I, I kind of jump in with both feet. So yeah. that's kind of how it was. <laughs> yeah. I could, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like with kids too, you have to decide pretty quickly, are we doing this and are we serious about this? Or is it something that like, I need to just move on because I have kids and I have this other thing to think about. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. It it really changes, it filters you, right? You have to filter yes. through things out pretty fast. 
Um, and for me, I did, I was so young and dumb and naive <laughs> and in all the greatest ways though, I feel like being young and dumb, I wouldn't have jumped into this had I known the responsibility and all mm. the work and all of that. I don't think I would have if I wasn't so dumb and naive, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It was a blessing in that situation. Um, but it was so interesting and challenging, but his kids were great and mm -hmm. they, they immediately kind of latched on and were friendly and open with me, which made it really easy to, to be serious and kind of, and, and as soon as I came along, I, I knew he had kids. And so mm -hmm. if I was going to date him, I needed to make sure I was ready to love them as a package instead of one right. person, you've got a package. Right. Yeah. I think that's, it's really interesting because you do have to, even though you're naive, yes. <laughs> we all are, yes. we don't know what we're getting into. <laughs> yeah. um, you do have to know that you are getting into a relationship with a family as well as an individual yes. and whatever that relationship looks like, different step parents do it different ways, but you are in it with the whole package, like you said. Yeah. And, and going into it, respecting that family that's already established is really helpful for yeah. the relationship with everybody. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Completely. Okay. So what things made the transition to step parenting easier for you? It's, I don't remember it being super hard. I don't know. I think it probably the easiest thing was loving them immediately. Like I, it wasn't even a, I'm going to get to know you and then I'll decide. Uh -huh. It was like, I love you. Let me get to know you so that I can like you too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how like I you. was too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. it, it's a and it's it's a choice. You know, I can mm -hmm. I can love you and hate your guts in this moment, and I want you don't not want to be around you, but I still love you, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's okay. Yeah, you still care about what happens to them and what kind of people they are going to turn out to be and what supports they have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and what kind of role you're going to play in their life and how right. you can what kind of, and that's an interesting thing too because i think each step parent's role is so unique to their experience mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's going to show up differently and and it's so and kind of i don't know i feel like i honor i want to honor who i was in that you know that step parent role and who i am yeah definitely um so how have things changed for you and your spouse since you first got together? Lots changed. Um, <laughs> it was so hard for me to adjust to marriage in general, I think. Mm -hmm. And so when you're coming in, you you do jump into an established family and you kind of have to like, where do I fit? Right. You, like, what's my place? What, how, what do I do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it's, so that's challenging knowing, you know, and for me, I was, I ended up being the caretaker for the kids. They, they went to me instead of daycare, they started coming and I would uh -huh. take care of them. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of put some friction between my husband and me. Cause I'm like, dude, you just dropped these kids on me and I don't know what to do. And, yeah, and so it's hard. It was hard. <laughs> They're awesome kids, so it was easier. Right, yeah. but it's still hard. I was like, I'm a kid still. What are you trying to? Do? I, I have this responsibility. I have to make dinners now and like clean up after people and what, you know. Yeah. So, so that was a little challenging in our relationship. So that's that's helped our relationship kind of getting into a rhythm and getting to know people and and the comfort that comes from just time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, I'm trying to think about 
Are things easier or harder now with my spouse? (laughs) I can't say that it's easier or harder. There's like that fierce beginning love that you have where it's like passion and excitement and newness. And now it's like this like comfortable rhythm that's, Mm -hmm. it's just different. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now that the kids are both moved out of the house, we have these other three that are our combined troublemakers and, <laughs> <laughs> and navigating that. And it's just different. It is different. I think that's a word that comes up a lot when we talk about step parenting Yeah, and like bio kids versus step kids. Um, mm-hmm. It's just different. You, you're like love. The amount is the same, but yes. the type is different. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and sort of even a personal expectation is different. Uh-huh. How, as I think about how I showed up as a step parent versus how I showed up, uh, show up as a biological parent is, is different. And the expectations mm-hmm. I have on myself are different. Yeah. That it's, makes sense. Yeah. It does. And it's not like bad or good. It's yes. not, you know, negative, positive. It's just what you and that child needed in that relationship at that point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love that you point that out too, because I, as I was thinking about coming and talking about this, I think about sometimes I I feel bad for my biological children because I was such a fun mom for <laughs> my stepkids and uh-huh. I'm like I am the like boring go to work mom like I'm, I'm like my poor kids don't really know how fun I really was but it's not a bad thing right I'm also yeah. less impatient and I'm more understanding and compassionate and right. Mm-hmm. And, and flexible, you know, different things like that, that just come with time and experience. And Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But you know, I'm like, Hey, they got the really fun side, but they also got the, like, they got the rough side too. So they got both of those kind of more impulsive in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And like, higher expectations because you don't realize they're children for a minute. And you're like, wait a oh second, you're a child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get to be nice to you and, and have a little grace because you're a child. And Right. Exactly. I think that's a huge thing for a lot of step parents. It's our first time maybe parenting. Yes. And so learning that and learning child development and appropriate behaviors for stages is so helpful. So <laughs> helpful. Yeah. I remember, okay, how was I? At, oh, they, I was way worse than them. Oh, I'm really <laughs> sorry that I had this like bar that's so high for you. But. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> One thing that's helped me a ton with my stepdaughters who are 16 and 18 now, over the last couple of years, my husband's like, I remember being a teenager and I just wanted to be in my room. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to listen to my music. And I don't remember that because my memory sucks. <laughs> but it has been really helpful with them because they are in their rooms a lot of the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> Yes. I think that's helpful. It is. Yes. See, and I'm like, when are my kids going to hit that stage? Yeah, so, how old, <laughs> so how old are your stepkids? Um, they're 12, almost 13 and nine. And it's they coming. still just really like <laughs> to be in the same room with us all the time, uh-huh. no matter what we're doing. And I'm like, can I just go to the bathroom? Can I just <laughs> take a shower? No. no. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> feel like you can be in your room and be okay. And they're yeah. just not quite there yet. So... <laughs> It will, one day we'll come and you're like, hey, where'd you, don't you want to come and spend time with us? Like you'll have that reverse side. <laughs> yeah. It's such an interesting <clears throat> flip, right? And then I'll miss it. And I'm then sure. For a minute. For a minute. And then you'll be like, wow, it's so quiet. And I can go to the bathroom and nobody's knocking <laughs> on the door or fingers aren't underneath. Uh, my 13 my year old still to this day <laughs> knocks on the door and just, you know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, you don't have to talk to me while 
I'm on the toilet. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, I, there was this, uh, my friend just, she just had a home birth and she posted a video on YouTube and, mm-hmm. and there were comments. She, all of, she has four older kids and her five-year-old was in the room uh-huh. and, and, you know, I was like, Hey, it's a natural part. Like that should be in there. And someone was saying it, you know, is it appropriate for a five-year-old to see that? And I said, well, it's natural. And they're like, well, then taking a SHIT, having them watch you do that. And I'm like, do you not have kids? They come in all the time without boundaries, make comments about all kinds of stuff. Cause yeah, Yeah. my kids have seen that. No kidding. Mine too. It's like, so you can't keep them out. No, even like, Oh my gosh. Doesn't matter how old they are. They <laughs> think it's okay to walk in and I don't have a door on my bathroom. It's just open to my bedroom. Oh god. And my husband refuses, I swear, to close our bedroom door. So I'm like my, <laughs> my son the other 13-year-old walked in on me nude the other day and I'm like that's kind of your fault. Like it's yeah. my bedroom and yeah. bathroom. Yep. And that happens to us all the time, you know? Like my my husband and I were having intimate time mm-hmm. one day and um our daughters were watching our son in the mm-hmm. living room. And for some reason, oh, I know, because my son needed a diaper change. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, daughter, you're 13 almost. You know how to find a diaper and wipes. Yeah. But she decided that she only knew where the ones were that were in our room <laughs> and knocked. And when we didn't answer, went and got one of the keys down off no, of the no. top of the door Stop frame. It. Unlocked the door and walked in. I'm like, that is 100% on you, kid. <laughs> I hope you're scarred for life <laughs> yeah. and have learned your lesson not to walk. In. That is crazy. Right. I would be flipping out. I was like, okay, remember this boundaries conversation we've had like 700 times? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yes. She's like, okay, you are scarred. Okay, good. <laughs> good. No, good. Okay, lesson learned. Oh, man, that is so awful. That, that ruins it. You're like, thanks. Yeah. This Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah, there's... There are definitely boundary issues with any kind of kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just reading about that the other day, an article about boundaries, and it was like, kids, test your boundaries full stop, like, oh, yeah. all the time, all the time. And it's so hard to set boundaries it's with them. It's what they do. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's little punks. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, nobody's unlocked a door on me. I think I would go postal. Oh, oh yeah. I have a fierce temper and I'm like, you do not disrupt that time. That is sacred. I know. <laughs> Get out of my room. <laughs> I was like, Dan, you take this because I'm, I'm not going to be. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Please take this because I need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go put myself in timeout. <laughs> yeah. After my initial flip out, I was like, I got to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause that's nobody needs, you know, that's like, yeah. 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 Enough said. Yeah. I could keep going for five minutes on that. I'm gonna put that right. <laughs> All right. So how's your relationship with bio mom in this situation? Not good. Okay. Yeah. It was, uh, there was a point that she started being more receptive to me. I, she was never openly hostile to me. Um, mm-hmm. She obviously does not like my husband. Right. And mm-hmm kind of makes that she's pretty open about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as her and I used to, uh, until we got custody, until we took her back to court, it was actually pretty amicable. We would mm-hmm. get along, sit at soccer games together. And then as soon as we got custody, it, it completely flipped. And she's just decided we're enemy number. Well, he's enemy number one and I'm a 
kind of by you know like yeah right <laughs> yeah by part of the process yes uh-huh. um, has it gotten better since your kids have become adults no. or okay no. okay <clears throat> see and I always wonder about that too because I feel like in a lot of situations things kind of go through phases yeah right yeah. especially with the bio parent and the step parent um and it's you know, a lot of people count down to like, okay, when they're adults, I don't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, maybe not as much, but you're still going to have, I mean, your kids don't cease to exist when they become adults. Right. They still have important life moments. Yes. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I've seen her and we just avoid each other. And okay, that's, it's kind of by both our choices. There have been things that have happened between us that I'm like, I would rather not talk to you because I'm pretty hurt by the things that you've done. Yeah. And I don't want to like bad mouth her, but so I won't tell you what exactly, (laughs) but yeah, I, you know, and I'm somebody that forgives people. So, so my relationship is I really don't like her and I choose not to have anything to do with her, Mm -hmm. but I love her for bringing my kids into this world. Right. Right. And and so there's like a healthy balance of, I, I want you over there. Right. I don't want to talk to you. Don't look at me or my children, but you exist in a good spot that created my children. Right. That and without sense. her, you wouldn't have them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. But I'm glad you have those healthy boundaries. Yeah. Of, it, you know, like I, I forgive her, but I need this space in order to stay healthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because forgiveness does not mean I have to be your friend no. or <laughs> I have to be around you or anything. It just means right. I no longer carry the burden of what you did to me. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so important to recognize and talk about too, Yeah. because you can completely forgive somebody for what you do and not let it affect you day to day. Yes. But also choose to keep them out of your life. Yes. And I think there, there's this little kid, you know, in us that was taught you know, we have to forgive and then be friends again. Like let's be friends. And it's like, hold on. Why, why do I have to be friends with everybody? Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. Right. I get to choose who my friends are. Yes. And somebody that did X, Y, and Z to me and hurt my kids and hurt me. Yeah. You can stay over there. Yeah. And I can find people who are friends with me. Exactly. And I'm 100% okay with that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And it's amicable. She goes over there. She's happy over there. That's perfect. She's happy to not be around me. Right. (laughs) She's not a happy person. It causes less problems for her to be over there. Yes. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) What do you feel like has been good for you about being a step parent? I honestly love that that jump in kind of role I stepped into um, because when I got married, I was five months pregnant with my oldest child. And so it was, Mm -hmm. it was huge trial by fire, but I am inherently sort of lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just call it that. And when, um, when I had my first son, I I could, uh, I could see myself just staying at home and just being lazy and sitting on the couch and doing that. But since I had like a kindergartner and I don't remember what third grader, I guess he would have been. To take care of, they had to come home and had snacks and homework, and right. I wanted to be with them and do things with them. It helped not make me lazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and having my son helped kind of bond us as a family too. So it was like this great mix of of parental meshing, I guess you could say. So <laughs> so they it was it was a symbiotic relationship that because I had the step kids it helped me be a better mom to my own child. And because I had him, it helped me be a better mom to them. I love that. That makes sense. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly agree with that too. Like, <laughs> it it really is a whole different dynamic to have your stepkids there and then a younger biological kid. Yeah. And then like 
all the different interactions that happen. And my stepkids teach my son so much stuff and it's so cool to watch. You know? yes. And then they're like, oh, I taught him that. <laughs> they're so proud. And you're like, yes, I'm so glad that you were there to teach them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of bur- you know, burden off of my shoulders that's like, hey, right. you actually instantly had somebody that wanted to play with you. Yeah. And my daughter, oh my gosh, she was always like the baby monger and she would just yeah. love on them. I'm like, yes, you can feed the baby. Here of you course. go. Yeah. Here. You Change want a their diaper? Yes. Uh-huh. Although I don't know how often that happened. But yeah, feeding that was... feeding for more I'm like, yes, please, you know, uh-huh. especially infants. Just... Entertain them. Yes, yeah. please. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it was so helpful having them as these cute little helpers and and just they they were genuinely good kids and to to their biological mom's credit, she never talked them out of like having a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And, That's awesome. Yeah. And since she had a, a relationship with somebody else at the time, I think she was like encouraging, you know, Hey, this person is your mom too. And kind of that sort of facilitated me to come in and they were the ones, um, my stepson, I remember him asking me, can I call you mom? And I was like, Yes. Oh, mom. You know, it was like this like cute moment. And I don't Aww. think I, we were married at the time even. And I was like, absolutely. You know, That's so sweet. It yeah. was so sweet. So those kinds of things really helped make it easier that I wasn't an enemy. I wasn't somebody out to get them. I was a support. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Were there things that made it harder for you besides dealing with the bio mom? <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, there's, there's always hardships that come from just parenthood in general. Mm -hmm. And so I think there were harder things, probably the hardest thing for me that if anybody coming and stepping into this new space, having, having clear expectations of like what happens during the day, like, Hey, what's a day in the life of your family? Yeah. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. how do you want me to fit in there? What kind of responsibilities do you want me to take over that you're, you know, and, and really being clear about those expectations before is going to be super helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't have that and I was just, okay, I have no idea, yeah. what it, you know, yeah. and I love that. Sorry, sir. <laughs> I love that open-ended question of what is a day in the life of your children? Like, like yes, just allowing all the information to come to you. It's not yes or no. It's not closed ended. Yes. I love it. You know, it, it was great. And I have a really great mother-in-law and she was so, so helpful in the beginning where she would help me, Hey, they like this and they like this and they're like this. And I'm like, Oh, cool. I get to know the, these kids that are now a part of my life in a very great way. That's really cool. That kind of pre-teaching we call all the time, like yes. information is so, so helpful yes. to know yeah. like, they don't like this, their clothes are size this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause stepping into that sort of a, a role is so, it's so weird. I think it was super weird for me because I always imagined coming into a relationship and creating routines and even family holidays and different things like that. I right. I, I was imagining that I would create them and then I stepped into a space where they're already right. created. Uh-huh. So having clear expectations and knowing that beforehand, I can be like, okay, this is where I fit or, hey, can we, you know, I, I would like to do this. Can we do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And I think it's so helpful to, to ask those open-ended kinds of questions. It's hard to know, like you talked about earlier, you were naive, you were young. Mm -hmm. We don't always know, but hopefully through talking to other people and you sharing your experiences, people will know what, what to ask and what's, what are good questions. Yes. Yes, for sure. That's, that's my goal. I would like, I like to help people and hope that my experience can help somebody else have a better experience. I love it. 
So staying in the vein of expectations and your helpful mother-in-law letting you know what the kids like, um, what were some things that were helpful that you did or that your extended family did um, that were helpful in setting those expectations or that you wish you could have done looking back? I'll start with looking back what I wish I would have done and, and really, uh, have a clear defined, you know, what do you guys do for say Christmas or how do you want to divide up Thanksgiving or, you know, kind of the major holidays? What, what does that look like? And, and obviously with a, um, with a step parent, you, you know, when you're in custody, that's divided. Right. So you, you know, that first and foremost, understanding, you know, what this get custody schedule is like, and then family traditions, what, what do you guys typically do? And then how do, how does my family fit into that? Cause I'm really close with my family. So I wish I would have asked that those types of questions and been a lot more clear on things. I mean, not that it was messy, but I think it would have been helpful and made me feel like my family was being inter, you know, in the mix a little bit better than just his family. Um, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think I struggled with that too. Like there were a lot of really good questions that I asked, but I don't think I did a good job in that area. (laughs) (laughs) I think it goes back to just not knowing what to ask. When you are first married, you don't know what you don't know. And so there's no way to know what to ask and like what you don't know. And yeah. You kind of have to rely on your partner to take care of that for you, <laughs> to be like, okay, so this is what we've historically done and, and it's something that some people don't communicate about. Right. Yeah, and, and and that's not something that's sort of on the regular trajectory of a step-parent situation yeah. coming in. It's not, it's not the norm to ask those types of questions, right? So I don't even think he would have grasped that. I mean, you know, we were both coming into new, that the new, you know, we're both intermingling in this new situation. And both of us didn't know what we didn't know, right? So right. it's helpful. I'm like, it, it would be great to write a book that's like what I wish I knew before <laughs> before I got married. Um, the step-parent edition, you know. And yes. it, it, it could be really helpful to have those kinds of questions at the ready so that if you're thinking about blending a family, that you kind of have some baseline things that are more conversation starters than I'm going off on a tangent. I'm going to stop going off on a tangent. But <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that would be helpful. The more, the more conversations that you can have, the better. I feel like I didn't have enough. And I, you know, when you're 19 and in this rose colored view of life in general, and then this man comes along and I'm like, oh, he loves me. And I get swept up in it. It's the logical side of my brain went out the window and in the garbage. <laughs> so, it, it was a lot, it was a lot harder to, to when reality hit and I was like, Oh wow, I probably should have asked some questions so that things were clear and all that. Um, yeah, that is really hard. And I think too, cause you had mentioned that um, he was dealing with court things. Yeah. I mean, that is so stressful. Like for me, that put my anxiety and depression, like, over the top dealing with that kind of stuff and the same for my husband and in a lot of ways like the last thing on my mind was how are we going to blend holidays 
I'm like, yeah. I was right yeah. <laughs> happy I got all the presents bought if I did that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, cust- court things are just overwhelming. So it's almost like you're drowning in a sea of to-dos and have-tos and and legalities. And then those sor- sorts of things, they, they, I mean, they are secondary. They're important, but they're secondary to yeah. those big things that come up. But um, I think... I think my mother-in-law was just this person that, you know, my husband went to work and I was with his kids and I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Let's play together. Let's read books. Let's play video games. You know, I'm like babysitting. And, and my mother-in-law came in and was so really helpful to be, be like, here, let's, let me take you. The kids like to go swimming. Let's, I've got, this is where I'd like to, I, I took them and, and what they like. And so she, she became the go-between and filled in so many gaps. She was like the mortar between the bricks right. um, of our family. And, and so any, maybe a, a suggestion is to get to know as many extended family as you can, you know, if they, if they have a close relationship, contact them and say, Hey, you know, what, what do I need to know about these kids or my spouse or the situation? Cause I think a lot of the dirt came from her too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, she has, she's a great wealth of knowledge of the dirt from all sides. And I got a lot of it. So (laughs) I was really grateful that she shared that. I was like, thank you. So now I know the, you know, I know all of it and I can do what I will with it. But she, yeah, she was great for that. Right. And that, that is really you know, I laughed loudly, but it's so true. Like it's, <laughs> it's so helpful to know those, all those background little things that not everybody thinks about or that other people take for granted because they were there for it. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. like, okay, like if you don't have that information, you might say something triggering to your husband or to your stepkids or, you know, to other family yeah. members or to bio mom. Um, you, you know, you, it's just so helpful to have that info. And I like that suggestion of reaching out to the close family and asking them questions because then not only do you have that information, but you're building trust and relationship with the family that matters to the kids too. Yes. And I think the other thing, just kind of thinking about this is developmentally, like we wouldn't expect a 19 year old to think through all these things yeah. and yeah. you kind of have to rely on some of the people around you because you're young. And so mm-hmm. you're just in love, like you said, and you're not using your logical brain for that part of love, but you don't know that. And it's so great when people can come in and help you and people who have a little bit more life perspective and who have been through that. And so I love that your mother-in-law is so helpful like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, she was, she was great from, from that side. And and my own mom having been through, um, I don't know if I mentioned it. So, so my brothers are from a different dad and so we're a blended family and and her experience helped also. So having somebody gone through that from that side, she was a good sounding board and understanding and compassionate. And my dad being a stepdad, you know, I had this sort of great baseline of support, um, that was really, really important. And, and what's great now is I had a friend who she just uh, got divorced and I, 
know a lot of things that can help her. And so to be able to be a friend and support her has been very rewarding for me. I'm like, I've been there. I know how stupid these things can be and expensive and, you know. Yes. Yeah. That is so true. Like the experience we have, it really ends up building so many relationships because we end up being able to help others too. It's uh, cause it's so hard, the whole divorce and blended families and everything. And I know I benefited greatly from having older siblings who had been through all of this and have blended families. Yeah, for sure. And, and I was just clueless. I didn't know anybody was a step parent. <laughs> well, you're paving the way in your family. <laughs> there you go. It's not great. Not great to be a, a trailblazer. It's right. People behind you. <laughs> Hopefully, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it will be a small trail that you're blazing. Not a path that everybody's following, right? I like it. Yeah. She's going through there with a swather. Everyone's going to be good after her. No. Like you kind of mentioned, as much as you, as much as I love my kids and as much as, much as I like being a step parent, I hope that they don't go through this because it's hard. And yeah, um, I hope that they, if they find them, person they want to marry they get married once and they marry them and stay happily married to them for their life <laughs> yes yes and even if they do then at least they'll know okay but maybe that I don't know I'm hoping that my stepchildren gain some perspective going through <laughs> experiences right like you hope that <laughs> like I hope that they get some perspective on that no matter how flat a pancake there's always two sides and yes and like everybody that. everybody everybody has wrongs that they've done in their relationship and so no person is the bad guy um i watched this really really cool uh it's a ted talk by this couple and it's called the sacred cows of marriage and it was fascinating how just talking this woman talked about how when she had breast cancer how everybody rallied around her and it was this so supportive time. And then when she got divorced, it was the opposite. Everybody kind of abandoned her mm. and, uh-huh. and how the, there's this stigma about it. Um, so I, I'm hoping there's, there's a shift and a change in philosophies and beliefs as, as we experience things differently and grow. And I hope that I do too. Right. So it's not just right to them, but me too, because I, I want to be the best step parent I can be for my kids and, I feel so blessed because I'm like, I'm 34 and I'm uh, at the end, you know, night, almost 23 and 19. Um, yeah, they, they're, we're done with, you know, that the legal side of it, I guess. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is huge. It, you don't realize what a weight it is until it's not there anymore. And right. yeah, it's, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm like, I'm so lucky. <laughs> There's a good thing to being young and dumb and ambitious. <laughs> so one question that came up for me while, while we've been talking about this is, um, you know, you were 19, you were really young and, um, it sounds like your mother-in-law was very helpful, but also thinking about some of the dynamics I've seen between mothers-in-law and younger daughters-in-law, I think it would be really easy for for um, a mother-in-law or other family to cross boundaries, um, mm-hmm. step on toes, and, um, you know, other things like that. 
were there any boundaries that you set or that you wish you had set? And I'm not trying to single out mother-in-law at all. Like this is with <laughs> any family, any family at all. You know, that's just what triggered the thought for me. Um, right. Do, were there boundaries that you set or that you wish you had that maybe would have helped things go a little more smoothly? Um, in my experience, I was, I was lucky on one hand, my mother-in-law was pretty respectful of things and, and didn't cross boundaries and, and all that. And I'm blessed because I'm really, really, uh, tenacious and strong-willed. And so in some ways I do let people cross boundaries, but that wasn't one that I had to think. I was like, I took the reins. If you gave me the reins to to raise these kids, I'm going to do it and come hell or my water. It's a you know? Um, but I think, I think, I think that was helpful. I probably, that was a boundary that I was okay being in charge and it was, and it was me, you know, I'm the leader of the house. And so if I step into that role as that, then hopefully people will respect that. Uh huh. And I think that comes, you know, having the support of, of my husband in allowing me to be the leader of the house. That's, that's helpful. So, uh, you know, having us as a team that, I'm stepping into this space and he supports me stepping into this space, hopefully eliminates a lot of that boundary stepping. Oh yeah. Crossing. For sure. I think um, a lot of the boundary issues that I see posted about in groups or talked like other people message me about a lot of it is, you know, trying to get on the same page as their spouse and like that, you know, the bio parent really needs to, bring the step parent in and, you know, let it be known that that step parent is their partner and needs to be respected. And, you know, as, as I've heard it put in a lot of, um, marriage discussions, they need to be, um, equally, uh, shoot, I forgot the word. Try Yes. Thank you. Okay. Equally (laughs) yoked to that marriage plow. Look at me. (laughs) I'm all trying to be eloquent, and then I'm like, nope, got nothing. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah, the other half of my brain, for helping me out. I know, you're good. (laughs) Make sure you have another half. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I like your point that, like, part of that was that your spouse was supportive in that way and, and, you know, did, I guess, like, give you that authority with his kids. Yeah. I, I, well, I think he recognized the necessary, the necessity for it because I, you know, they came to me, let's see, I was pregnant and I started watching them, um, instead of them going to daycare. And so it was like almost immediately me needing to step into this role of caregiver. And so if he hadn't had done that, he would have cut my legs out from under me, Oh yeah, you know, uh-huh. and, and sabotage. So, so my suggestion is if you're, if you're a stepmom. And your spouse isn't supporting you in that role, then guess what? You let him take the full reins of that and be like, you deal with your little kids. If you're not going to let me parent, then you have to be the parent in the situation because yeah. it's not, it's not fair to put somebody in, a, in, in that role and then undermine them completely. Yeah. We see a lot of that though. I think in the spaces that we're in, Yeah, <laughs> I know, right. Parents like the, 
the um, mom, wa- stepmom wants to parent, but the husband doesn't back her up, but he won't do it. And so they feel kind of stuck and a little bit mm-hmm. lost. And so I think it's really great when um, you find somebody who can support you in raising their kids and be like, they're your parent there to be respected or listened to, or, you know, just support the things that you do. Yeah, exactly. And, and recognizing that as, as you're uniting, as you're, you said, like you're both yoked to that same burden, um, you're a team. And if, if you're literally, if you're cutting the legs out from underneath the other person, they cannot support their, their portion of that yoke, you know, that burden. And so everybody a disservice by doing that. And you want your home to be peaceful and you're not going to have peace if you're divided. Right. Yeah. I agree. There a thing about like divide and conquer, right? Like, like divide this, the, the, whatever, you know what I'm saying, right? Like word yes. for apology. Uh-huh. <laughs> Men get that. So if it's a man that's doing that, be like, you're divide, you're letting them divide and conquer us. Right. <laughs> We're going to have, <laughs> have little monsters running the house and who, who needs that? Right. Yeah. Well, and one thing I've run into, um, like I'm very grateful that my husband is very supportive as me of me as a step parent because I see a lot of situations where that's not the case. Um, mm-hmm. And in our situation, it would destroy us because um, it makes bio mom very upset that he supports me in my role as a step parent and I support him and in yeah. his role as a parent. You know, like she does not like that we are a team. It makes her yeah. very upset and she will give him crap for it, but he doesn't back down and neither do I because she's not mm-hmm. a part of our marriage, you know, yeah. as much yeah, as she exactly. tries to get in the middle, she's not <laughs> she, and we don't want her there. That's you. So, <laughs> but it's yeah, a, she doesn't have a place there. <laughs> right. Exactly. But it's a the problem that, you know, a lot of people run into. It's like, they're trying to get on the same page as their spouse. Wow. Rain. (laughs) (laughs) On the same page as their spouse. And, you know, they think they are, but then as soon as, you know, the other bio parent gives any pushback on that, then their spouse is like, Oh no, sorry. We're upsetting that person. We can't do it anymore. And it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. what? Like I can't be in. That's the, that's a deal breaker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, that might be a good thing to observe as you watch the dynamic of, of the exes, right? Like watch how their interaction is. If, if, if you can, if you can see, you know, you know, how is your relationship? That might be another question. How is your relationship with your ex? And I would say it's a red flag if they're sitting there consistently just bashing on them. I think that's a red flag. I don't think you should just sit and bash on them. Right. However, we have venting moments or like, here's a fact. They're a piece of crap. Just kidding. Though. <laughs> <laughs> but <That's subjective>. um, <laughs> right um that might be another thing is is to really observe that dynamic and relationship and um and watch if that if the ex has sway over the person you're you know wanting to be in a relationship with mm-hmm. that's going to be something that will should be another red flag and something to address because that will not go away if you get married if they're you know yeah. if they allowing the other person to push back and interfere, then that's, that's going to make your life hell. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, um, I don't know if you saw this Katie, but back in episode two, we linked in the show notes, what we wish we had known and just some questions to ask your partner, because it can be so hard to know what 
you don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of a starting place to find out like, hey, what can you find out about this? What's the relationship like? Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of how do you parent? So you can see if this is really a good relationship for you and if you're going to, it's going to be a good fit besides the love and all the fun stuff that's going on. Like, are you good together? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and that's a document. We should probably add some more to that document now that we're, you know, yeah, like I'm sure we could what, 30 episodes in is this. I know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it should just be a running list, right? Because because you'll com- constantly find, oh, that would be a good question. Oh, well, that's another good question. Because as you live life and different experiences come up, then different yeah. questions. Right. It's Definitely. so true. And yeah. I, I think all our listeners should absolutely contribute to that list too. You know, like, yes. yeah. People are going to think of stuff that we never would. So, <laughs> right. Because we yeah, don't show all their experiences and stuff. Yeah. Yes. And we learn and grow as we connect and bond over our mutual experiences that absolutely. might be hard. <laughs> yeah. And kind of speaking of that, I know step parenting can be a really isolating experience. A lot of times you don't feel like you have the tools that you need or you don't know who to talk to. Um, what have you done to help you connect with other step parents or to figure out like how to deal with your situation? I, I really did rely on my parents a lot for that, okay. I think. I think is what I, I'm thinking back because it's been, gosh, a long time since it's been kind of in the forefront of my, of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel too isolated personally. And maybe that's my personality that I just, it's just not my personality to feel like that. But um, I, yeah, I had a, a trusted source, my mom and my dad, and I vented to them a lot about those experiences. And there were other people um, in different neighborhoods and walks of life that, you know, gosh, I'm trying to think of who in the beginning was around. And I, that probably the most difficult part was none of my friends were even married that I was close uh-huh. to and, you know, had kids and things like that. And, and that was sort of a struggle feeling like I was jumping ahead 10 years. And so, um, mm-hmm. I remember not wanting to make friends because I was like, I just want people that I know. So I don't have to explain the situation. I just want people I know. And so let me think about that. Um, As as I think about me now, because I'm very different than I was 15 years ago um, when all this started, I would say it's great to have people that know what you're going through. And so as you're looking around and people in your community that it's okay to like reach out and be friends with somebody that you're, you don't know who is in this situation because it will really help you to be like, Oh my gosh, I just went to court and it was such a mess or, or even just from a, a, a logistical, you know, Hey, I'm going to court. Can you watch my kids? Mm-hmm. Or, doing those kinds of things because those somebody that's been there knows and can maybe sympathize and help you a little bit better mm-hmm. than somebody who, who, who hasn't gone through that. I agree. Absolutely. Like some of my very best supports have been from other step parents, a lot of whom I had never met before um, 
Facebook groups, for example, Sarah. Right. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> you met through a stepmom Facebook group. And, you know, one of my really good stepmom friends, we we met through a nation, like a, really a worldwide, but mostly nationwide Facebook group for stepmoms. And uh-huh. we have so much in common, you know, and it's like a lot of times we're the first person like, oh my gosh, bio mom just did this. What are, what should I do? You know, like, yeah, that support is so important, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I absolutely agree with that. All right. So Sarah, did you have any other questions? I don't have any other ones that I'm thinking of right now. And then Katie, did you have anything else that you wanted to share? I was thinking of something to share. And I was thinking of in terms of if I regret anything that happened over the last, whatever, 15 years. And, and the one thing that came to my mind was I really regret not being kinder to myself Oh and yeah, not, and not just being patient and, and mm-hmm. giving myself some grace to make mistakes, to lose my temper, to have crying wall kicking moments. And and then that was a natural part of my growth and and my relationship growth and dynamic. And and so as people are listening to this, I hope that they are patient and kind with themselves because yeah. it, you're going through something that is not – not everybody goes through that. And dynamics and working around, even just, even just scheduling is a nightmare yeah. trying mm-hmm. to get out, you know. And so be patient with yourself as you get frustrated and it's okay to go on a drive and scream and cuss, just roll down the windows (laughs) and do it. And have my favorite thing is to have conversations with whoever you're mad at in the car. They're not, they're not actually in the car. It's just you, (laughs) anybody else, but have those conversations where you're just mad, let it all out. So then you can have, you know, some, some release in that. So (laughs) be kind and, you can get through this. It It's not, it, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There absolutely is. Yes. And it's funny you bring that up. I just was at a meeting um, yesterday for a school psychologist in our district. And they talked about using that, what they call the empty chair technique is a psychotherapeutic technique where you're talking to the person like they're there, but they're not. And it's extremely helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> and beneficial for you to do that, to get out all your negative crap and say like, but not on them. Just, yes. You know, yeah. I love that you did that. Yes. I did that one time when I was mad at my husband and I was heading to a massage and I was so worked up. I was like, there is no way that I can Mm -hmm. enjoy this massage without the 20 minutes of just F-bomb crying. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And then, and then it's not on him. And then he doesn't have to know that that happened. And then I can go and have the normal conversation and the poison's out. Right. Exactly. I love that so so much. All right, Katie. So how can our listeners find you? Uh, I am on Instagram uh, as Katie's Quick Tips. Um, You can always message me there. I have my personal Facebook page and a business Facebook page. I think Instagram is probably the best way to find me. Um, I have a website, but that's not, it's not really up and moving yet. So it's kind of, (laughs) I'm still moving some pieces there. Um, but yeah, I think Instagram is the best way. I have a YouTube channel. If you want to see some of some tips for that, I found helpful 
as a mom and in my life, Katie's quick tips on, on YouTube. And those are really fun, <laughs> but that nice. those are the best ways to find me. Um, right now at okay. least. Perfect. I love that. Um, and then for our listeners, you know, our information is still the same. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. And Sarah, do you want to do the uh, social media info? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we have the Facebook page at um, Facebook pages, Stepping Forward Podcast, and we have a group by the same name. Our Instagram handle is at Step Forward Show, and it's the same on Twitter. So if you need to reach us any of those ways, then feel free. We would love to hear from you. And we always love getting emails and like people reaching out to say, hey, we want to share our story. And it's super fun. And um, we love being that like outlet for people to share the things that they've been through. Yes. So please reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. Um, and then if you're enjoying the show, please make sure to rate us and follow or subscribe on whatever listening platform you use. Right. It helps other people find us and then we can help more step parents. Yes. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys soon. And in the meantime, keep on stepping. <laughs> Only what love in this heart don't know it all, but it's a start. No room for hate. Love, love.